This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. Today, this corner of the universe is for all of you DCEU nerds out there. I'm Joanna. Every time I try to draw the dove a piece, it looks like a ghost. Krupnik. And I'm Brian Pizza Face Plopsky, and we could not be happier that you have confirmed that Wookiees have teeth in their buttholes is canon and jumped in your Sebring, sorry, Vigilante Mobile <laughs> to join us today. Today in the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian, we are pulling out our Choir Boys albums, revisiting that very suspect ratio, and sharing our thoughts about the new Peacemaker show on HBO. So let's sit down, start to stretch out our new costumes, and let's begin. And as we begin every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. This is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, we will be spoiling everything from other DC movies to Suicide Squad to The Suicide Squad. A lot of stuff. So this is your spoiler alert alert. Yeah, I forgot it was Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad is how you differentiate. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> uh, let's start with that. Let's No, let's start with, okay, Joanna. Have you? This is our first DCEU episode. Indeed, it is. What is your familiarity with DC? Okay, so have you been to the DC Nerdverse before? How deeply have you explored it? Like, if you had a if you had a a, a passport to get mm. into the DC uh, Nerdverse. Okay, mm-hmm. what would your passport be? How many stamps do you have on it? Like, how many batarangs do you have out of ten? Oh, I love that. Okay, so um, I'm definitely more, it would be a lighter passport, but certainly not empty. Um, I have read, uh, in terms of the comics world, I have read Kingdom Come, uh, which mm-hmm. is a great recommendation by you. The first comic I ever read. Yeah, that was um, uh, pretty intense for your yeah, first comic. Yeah, that was an intense first comic, Brian. <laughs> you gave me like war and peace. Um, <laughs> I just wanted some light reading. Um, I have seen all of the Batman uh, live action movies and you know in the in the pursuit of like understanding them and enjoying and like actually like paying attention not just mm-hmm. they're on tv I've, I've actively tried to uh watch all of them um i have seen all the new uh like snyder verse ones joss whedon ones all of the movies i'm trying to think if there's anything oh i've never delved into green lantern so i basically think it would show a lot of superman a lot of wonder woman a lot of batman Mm -hmm. a comic and uh and suicide squad and the suicide squad and that's about it what about your passport i'm guessing it'd be a little more weighty than mine (laughs) well i would if 10 is if 10 is I've seen everything, I know everything about the DC universe, mm-hmm. um, I'd probably be at a five or a six. So I'd give myself five oh. or six Batarangs because I read a lot of the comics growing up. Green Lantern is my absolute favorite. That's Kyle right. Rayner. That. Yeah. And Hal Jordan and all that stuff. Or I just grew up reading them. And uh, and I love Batman Superman. In college, I had a Jim Lee. I had two Jim Lee posters in my dorm room, one of Batman overlooking Gotham and one of um, Superman overlooking Metropolis, kind of looking at each mm. other, two separate posters. Like that was over my bed. Like I loved DC growing up way more than Marvel. I yeah. have seen all of DC movies, like the original Batman movies, the new ones, everything in between. I, the Bales. Yes, the, the bells yeah, all are the bell so stuff, like all that stuff I've seen. Um, however, my knowledge and and Lego Batman, but my <laughs> knowledge ends really does end at surface level information. Oh, I've watched all ten seasons of Smallville many times. Like I love. Oh Superman. yes, you love. I can I can attest to that. All through yeah. college, you're watching that. Yeah, and I, but my my knowledge ends at the basics of it meaning like 
I know all of Batman's stuff and Batman's villains, but I feel like a lot of people know that stuff. I know a ton about Superman because I'm obsessed with Superman. Uh, but I don't know these secondary characters. Like this this bottom level, if you will, sorry, of uh, DC characters, like mm-hmm. I am just not familiar with. And also like there's probably – and I don't read DC comics anymore. Yeah. Um, if I That's do right. read you a comic. stopped reading comics. Yeah. I, I, I I'll, I'll read – I'll reread comics. I, I read less like weekly comics and more like um, one-off story comics that are not – like from independent um, uh, gotcha. comic yeah. – Gotcha. New um, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I would probably give myself a, a, a six. I know what I'm talking about. But like watching Peacemaker, I really, really – here, I'll, I'll start talking about Peacemaker. Peacemaker – was like a weight off of my back. I didn't have to watch it like we watch the MCU movies or the TV shows or Star yeah. Wars. We were like, oh my God, how does this connect to Solo? Oh my right, God, how does right. this connect to Force Awakens? Oh my God, this matches Doctor Strange. You know, like, will this happen in multiverse? Like, who's going to – I don't have to think that way. Watching this movie, I didn't I, – I didn't get – I'd say 60% of the references went right over my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to just like – enjoy it and watch it aside from the things that connected back to the suicide squad so i'm gonna give myself six batarangs um and i I think i can improve that upon reading and doing more research but i'll I'll give myself six batarangs uh for dc i'd say i'm like four i'm with you i I wouldn't get any references other than the movies i've seen like i've seen all of the different versions of these movies but yeah these sort of tertiary is that the right word? Characters. Yeah. Um, yeah no, I know absolutely word. nothing about them. You know, I enjoy the new Harlequin kind of, re, you know, revamping of her character oh. and how that sort of come into the world. I have a suggestion for you. Is it the animated show? Yeah, that I've watched yeah. and it's spectacular. Yeah, I've, I've watched that like peripherally while Justin's watched it and it is very good, but I haven't yeah. like sat down and done it myself. Oh, also like I've never seen any of the Teen Titans stuff really. Um, right. Like all of that stuff. I, there's there's other – oh, I used to watch all of the uh, – like I watched Arrow. I watched yes. the first couple seasons of The I did watch some Flash. Arrow because a friend was on it. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, but I did not watch, like, I stopped watching those shows, uh, like a couple years ago. Like I don't watch those DC, those WB DC shows anymore. Um, but like, I'm very excited to see the new Batman movie and to see the Mm -hmm. spinoff on HBO max for the penguin. And I'll watch that. I never watched Gotham on TV. Like, like I'm just very I haven't like, like, I'm not watching Clark and Lois right now. I never watched, um. Uh, what was the other one in the '90s with Dean Cain, Lois and oh, Clark? Oh, yeah. I never yeah, watched that. The reverse. Yeah, the whatever, whatever the Clark WB and one. Lois, Lois and Clark. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, I watched. I tried to watch The Flash. I started that because I, when I watched, when I saw Ezra Miller's portrayal of the Flash, I was like, oh, this is this could be cool. And I know that you know Flashpoint's mm-hmm. coming. So in that respect, I like started to delve into it but it's very daunting i mean there's so much in the wb world also Um, it's not all connected which i like because you can jump in and out of things um it's a lot less responsibility when you're watching for sure cool um so let's start with suicide squad and the suicide squad what are your Mm -hmm. high level opinions on those movies uh it's been so the first the original one is the suicide squad no the original one is suicide squad so Suicide Squad, that's, it's been a moment. That's, that's the Will one. Smith, Margot Robbie's right, first, right, first right, right, Harley right. Quinn performance, uh, in addition to uh, like Will Leto? Smith. Oh yeah, and, and, Leto's and Leto's in, in it too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because we get her backstory. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think that. Sh- oh yeah, more in probably in Birds of Prey that we got her backstory. Um, I. I really actually I, I had been told it was bad, so I didn't think it was actually terrible. Sure. I thought there were moments that were absolutely ridiculous, but I enjoyed Will Smith. I enjoyed Flag. I enjoyed her. Um, I'm trying to think if I enjoyed anything. Oh, the guy that, that like lit into flames. That was funny. Not funny, but I remember him. Um, yeah, that one was good, not great. Yeah. Also, um, like you can't, you can barely remember it. So, like Diablo how was it Diablo or something? I honestly haven't seen that movie since okay. I first saw it. Yeah, um, I same. I mean, it, yeah. 
I rented it. I, mean, yeah. I watched it streaming. I didn't see it in theaters. But um, yeah. I, I you don't like that movie. I think Will Smith. <laughs> I think is, you told me it was bad, so maybe yeah, I'm like, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Will Smith is giving a good performance. Um, har- uh, I mean, the best thing about that movie is Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn oh, for sure. I think the first couple of minutes of that movie are excellent when they're like showing all of the members and then like cutting to how they got put in prison by like yes. Batman, by Splash, yes. by That's all that right. stuff. I really dug that. And um and I do like Joel Kinnaman as um Rick Flagg. Um but like that movie goes downhill very quickly. It is not enjoyable outside yeah. of those couple of performances. The, the woman, like the ring woman that like with that's like the crazy voodoo doll or mm-hmm. some – Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, the Enchantress. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, it's very bizarre. So the new one, um, obviously I like James Gunn, what he's done for the MCU. So I, I had much higher expectations, but I was curious what they were going to do to make it different, which they definitely did make it different. But mm-hmm. um, I definitely enjoyed that more than the original or Suicide Squad um, – but it still wasn't my favorite. I, I think it got a little overhyped for me through like James Gunn's social media and like a lot mm. of stuff I was seeing online. So it seemed a little bit um, leaving me wanting. Justin really liked it. So maybe it was just how I was watching it that day or or I don't know, the guys under which I was expect had some expectations. But yeah, yeah. Um, parts of it I really liked. And I, I, I mean, I love it. Idris Elba and anything. I really liked Ratcatcher. I thought that was really sweet. Mm-hmm. There was just a little bit more heart. I feel, if I'm remembering correctly, there was like a little more heart to this one. Yeah, the new one. Mm-hmm. But Peacemaker did not leave me wanting at all. Sure. Um, so when this show was announced, I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, I feel similarly to you in terms of my thoughts on Peacemaker. I was like, John Cena was Cena. Who am I? John Cena. <laughs> I don't know. John Cena. Uh, hello, John Senna. Hey, I'm, I'm John Senna. More? I'm John Senna. <laughs> I'm from I'm from Lancashire. Um, Lancashire. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I was not. I I loved John Cena in the movie. I was not like yearning for more Peacemaker. Very similarly to you. Um, yeah. And then, uh, but I really like the Suicide Squad. It is not one of my all-time faves. I had an awesome time watching it at home on HBO Max. To be totally honest. Yes, agreed. Um, I thought it was super funny. It felt like Tim uh, Tim Gunn, uh, James, <laughs> Andre, <laughs> Polka Dot Man, or Sean Polka Dot Man. Talk about come, Kirk for an hour. I can talk yeah. about Kirk for days. Come here, Polka Dot Man. Um, not Tim Gunn. Um, James, James. Gunn. Uh, felt very him, happy to have his energy in the DCU. He was picking characters I never heard of and doing fun things with them. Um, and I had a great time. And, and Margot Robbie, again, was spectacular. Um, all the characters really showed up and had a little bit more layers and and were way more memorable in the second one than the yeah. first one. Um, and then that whole end sequence with the starfish was spectacular. Um, I had a really fun time. I watched it twice. Um, oh, wow. Just I knew that. I also I was very late. I dozed off the first time, so I had to. Oh, okay. So I watched it a second time. You liar! Um, I mean, I did watch it twice. Um, <laughs> I know. No, no. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I, I think that it infused some energy into a DCU that, especially after the very not great Wonder Woman eighty four, um, oh. it was nice to be back in the DCU and and. I feel like this was a good jumping off point because now we're going to get, you know, even though it's not technically part of the same universe, we're going to get the new Batman movie. We have Black Adam this year. We have um, yeah, Flash. Uh, the, the well, Flash. Um, ne- uh, the new Aquaman just finished uh, filming. Then we're going to get, what do you call it next year? The new Shazam movie, which I'm super pumped mm, for. I love oh, yeah, the first yeah, Shazam Yeah, I like movie. Shazam, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of cool DCU stuff coming that I'm excited about. Um, the... Uh, they're making the I think it's the Batwoman movie. Um, I think it's going to be on HBO Max or something like that. Oh, I don't like think that. I knew that. Yeah, so I'm I'm super pumped about all that stuff. Um, so that leads us to Peacemaker coming out. Um, uh, so we can, all th- the first three episodes uh, dropped um, at once. At once, those are uh, Chapter One: A Whole New World. W H I R L D. Chapter Two: Best Friends uh, for Never. And then Chapter Three: Better Goff Dead. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. all three of those now. Um, 
But yeah, I had no expe- I had James Gunn expectations for this because I like him as a creative, energetic filmmaker, but I had no expectations for this. What about you? I didn't realize I knew James Gunn was involved in the creative team, but I actually didn't know it was written and directed entirely by him. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, um, I didn't really read into this show at all. So when it came on the screen, I was like, oh, this actually might be quite good because I do think his scripts are very funny. Um, sure. And of course, I haven't been really disappointed. I've only I mean, when I say James Gunn joints, I've only seen the guardian stuff and sure. for the MCU and then the suicide squad. So um, I know um, you don't love like scary movies, um, but a good James Gunn movie that I think you would actually really enjoy because it's very like campy leans into eighties type horror is slither. Oh, I, I remember that. Was that in theaters that, that came out in theaters? Yeah, yeah. Back in the day. So he did that. Yeah. It's um, Elizabeth Banks is in it. Oh. Uh, as well as Nathan Fillion is in it. Um, and then um, Yondu is also in it, but he he's not Yondu. Oh, yes. Right. And he he has he used Yondu in the... Um, yeah, he's like his one of his good too. friends. Right, exactly. Right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he, he likes to reuse friends, I feel, because there's a couple, like Steve G, and he's, he's always in his stuff. And Jennifer Holland, of course, because I think they're together. Yeah. Um, Wait, who's together? Jennifer Holland? Harcourt? James Gunn? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I I didn't know that. I don't know if they're... uh, I don't think they're married. I think they're just partners. Um, This is just because I, you know, I'm into into Instagram and stuff like that. But no, yeah, they're they're together. Cool. Okay, let's start with the first chapter, uh, A Whole New World. So this is five months after the Suicide Squad, after the mission in Corto Maltese. When he's shot by Bloodsport in the neck and the building falls on him, um, he uh, is released from the hospital. He runs into Argus, uh, run by uh, Mr. Mern. Uh, so he's recruited on a mission dubbed Project Butterfly. They threaten him because he should be going back to prison and he still has uh, the little bomb in his head from the Suicide Squad. So they have that control over him. Um, he visits his father to get a new costume played by the always um the always wonderful robert patrick robert patrick yeah <clears throat> um and uh basically he tries to flirt with his hander uh, handler um hargrove harcourt excuse me um is rejected by her and then he uh basically finds uh, another woman in the bar uh to hook up with um and then he finds out that she's like some kind of like wild beast thing um some like meta creature um and then he ends up blowing her up with the helmet and uh we also find out that leota um as played by excuse me daniel brooks of orange is the new black fame is actually amanda waller's uh daughter and she has like a secret task to keep an eye on all of them and uh that is basically a whole new world that's the episode uh what did you think of this first episode oh my gosh brian i loved it yeah me too it was so fun i was almost resistant like what i saw i was like oh my god this is an hour and of course you and i are not fancy enough that we get screeners or anything yet so we pummeled through these yesterday as the minute they dropped. So I was like, Oh my God, these are long. Like this is going to be, this is going to be a, a project. And I was laughing out loud in that first scene between him and, um, Oh God, what's that actor's name? Um, who's the, the, the guy from MIT, the mopper, um, who's so funny. Jamil. I don't have any weed on me, man. That was it's a one time thing. The doctor said I was free to go. Congratulations. Jamil, you cool? What does that mean? Dude, can I trust you? No. No? I, I don't know you, man. Dude, I really need somebody. You don't trust. trust me, man. We smoked weed together, man. I was in a fucking wheelchair. I can't pretend like that wasn't a nice moment, but that doesn't make me trustworthy. I ain't trustworthy worth shit. Well, Flo, why do you think I'm mopping floors, bro? I went to MIT. That's I don't like the responsibility. Point. You went to MIT? Oh, yeah. What the fuck are you doing That's here? That's my fucking point, man. Why aren't you listening to me? Fine, fuck it. Don't be trustworthy. Just let me ask you a question and don't tell anybody about it, okay? I would never betray a secret. And it's the opposite of everything you've been saying. Truth is, I'm supposed to be in prison. For what? 
Superhero shit. <laughs> You're kind of bulky to be a superhero, bulky, aren't you? Bulky, bulky. Bulky. All superheroes have a gymnast body. They are ready to go. I'm ready to go. What superhero are you? Peacemaker. <laughs> Get out of here, motherfucker. You a fan? There's no superhero called Peacemaker. Dude, I'm fucking famous. Not that famous. Aquaman, he's famous. Fuck Aquaman. No, man. Fine. If you're a superhero, what were you in prison for? Integrity. I made a vow to have peace, no matter how many people I have to kill to get it. I, I was I was laughing out loud, and then the opening, the dance uh, sequence. Mm-hmm. His name is uh, Rizwan Manji. Um, right. And he's Rizwan. in uh, Schitt's Creek. Yes, Schitt's Creek. And I feel mm-hmm. like he was an outsourced back in the day, if anyone watched that for mm-hmm. five yeah, minutes. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, so I was laughing out loud. I loved it. What about you? Um, I love this. I thought the opening sequence was spectacular in like his conversation with him. Like oh you my God. and, so and what really, 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 oh, really, really sold me on this was the uh opening credit sequence. So good. And shout that um that was choreographed by Alan Tudyk. Is that how you say his last name? His wife, I think. Um that was uh, Carissa, Carissa something. Um, Clarissa choreographs it all? Yeah, she choreographed, the, yeah, the dance. Um, she I was making it a Clarissa it. Explains It All joke. Oh, oh, sorry, good, Brian. I did love that show. Oh, Carissa <laughs> um, uh, uh, Barton. Cool. I believe is her name. So, yeah, that's just, I was like, who choreographed this? I looked it up. But, uh, yeah, that was so good. That was so yeah. good. Totally. Um I really enjoyed this a lot. Um, I thought it was super fun. I laughed a lot. Um, I will say sometimes the jo- the jokes were great. Sometimes the well, sometimes the jokes would um, feel like repetitive. It was the same type of jokes over and over again, mm-hmm. which is something that um, gets on gets to me a little bit in James Gunn movies. Yeah. Um, but I think what James Gunn does really well is he juxtaposes the absurd um, with and funny with the sad yes really well yes um i forget what episode this is in but when he's crying uh oh no the crying's in this in the second episode but like the fact that like he's go, excuse me going through all these emotions and whatnot um and they're going all in on this they're not pulling any punches right. um, which i really really appreciated um and this episode actually had a physical needle drop on a record I know. I mean, the music. God, we could talk about that forever. It. It really. I think. I think uh, James Gunn stuff to me with the with the jokes. It sometimes. I mean, in the first episode, anyway, as far as I remember, it usually some of the ones that are, um, you know, a little bit more controversial come from the obvious racist dad. Um, yeah. Also, and then, did you did you notice that his so his flag on his house was upside down, and when you hang a United States flag upside down, it means like distressed or 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 things like that. So like because he's so right wing, and then like he put it upside down because obviously he thinks the country is like upside down and whatnot. Oh, I thought that was very interesting in there. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just thought that no, was no, no, that's a brilliant tidbit. Um, no, no, I just I think. You know, it it's something I I watch for. Um, but at least in this episode, it felt like it was either to uh, harden us to a character or to see and to see how sort of far gone, um, you know, either Chris Peacemaker is because of his probably of his father, and when he when he defies some of it, um, it's very you know it, that'll probably mean more. The scene with him at the beginning. Uh, in the hospital was obviously very funny because he's getting called out. You know, th- those jokes were to me very funny because they're, he's calling him out for it. And it's so, and you know, which is not something people talk about, but it's so true. That was so true. Also, I mean, I also enjoyed the uh, Aquaman talk. Oh my God, that was funny. It just made me think of bo- the boys. Yes. Made me think of, of totally. Uh, uh, deep, deep, what deep, deep, the deep. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, <laughs> what I mean, Sturgeon. What was that line? It's like the a, a guy says a guy says for fifty bucks he brings him in the yeah. back so he can have his way with the Sturgeon. <laughs> um, I yeah, I just you know it just 
really brought a smile to my face. Uh, I think John Cena is uh, uh, Senna, excuse me, John Cena from Lancashire. Um, John Cena is really at ease. He's fun to watch. I almost prefer him to The Rock if we're talking about like wrestlers becoming yeah. actors. Um, uh, I think The Rock is pretty self serious sometimes, whereas John Cena is just like having fun. I also noticed John Cena is like a really good dude. Apparently, not that I'm oh, saying The Rock really? isn't. No, no, I um, love to hear that though. Yeah, because some people um, are. They're notorious for being. I good. also think that I'm oversaturated with The Rock. Where uh, and and I would say one out of every three Rock movies is actually like genuinely good, as opposed yeah. to just like rocking. Um, yeah. And uh, and John Cena, I really, really John Cena, I really enjoy. Uh, We're only gonna have to call him with a British accent. Now. I know. I think it was so he's so endearing in this, and that's what I didn't expect because I don't remember feeling that way from the Suicide Squad. I'm gonna say the Suicide Squad, but I mean both, and whatever one you think I mean is what I mean. But I'm gonna say the Suicide Squad, no matter what. Um, the that he he wasn't to me. I don't remember him being as endearing. Maybe because it's more of an ensemble project, less focused on him. But with this first episode, I mean, you already see when he doesn't want to leave the hospital, he's like, "Can I just go?" You already see that he that. He, you know, he's troubled and he probably has a few screws loose. I, I just think he, you know, mm-hmm. the way he was raised and, and, um, all these sort of opposing ideas that he has in his head, he yeah. just feel really bad. And he is, I mean, Leota says it, she's like, there's something really sad about him, Yeah, how earnest he is. And I just thought that I, I, if that's what the show's going to be, I really love that because yeah. It just it adds so much more depth to his character, and it's just fun to watch. No, I'm assuming that we are a pro Eagly podcast, and we need to oh, save Eagly at all protect costs. Protect Eagly at all costs. Yes. Oh my God, when he hugged him, that was so sweet. Uh, and then, and then, like, Dad, get the phone. Dad, Dad, get the phone. And then when he brings him his little, his little like nasty ass food at the end. Yeah, yeah. Something it was so sweet. I can't wait to see what happens with Eagly. Totally. Um, cool. Uh, and then uh, we have that awesome f- – actually, so one thing, love that we're seeing John Cena just in his tidy whities One, there's so much muscle there. Two – Oh, my God. So many veins. It, two, like it's not just naked women that we're seeing in this show. Like we're also seeing like like – Basically, John Cena down to his tidy whities and I, I. Yeah. And while I guess I, and while realistically, um, to really make it even, we're gonna need to see some dong in this one, um, at yeah. some point. Um, I, I, there's like, I don't know. They're trying. Does that is that enough? I don't know. Well, I think. Um, Do you know what I mean? I was thinking about yeah. I was thinking of this because I don't know if anyone watches Euphoria, but the first episode of Euphoria, there is a lot of. Um, needless um genitalia from both men and women but a lot of men and i think i think i'm only uncomfortable with that because the world has put in front of me female genitalia for so long and not enough male genitalia mm-hmm. um and so when i see it it's still more like huh um and mm-hmm. sometimes i'm like oh god why do we need this and i don't think that's fair because i think i've just i've been sort of desensitized to what the women stuff because it's been mm-hmm use so much so i don't i personally don't need much but if there's equal opportunity i do appreciate that so mm-hmm. um i i would like it to be like a one for one ratio i really don't need any more than that like if we're gonna see her boobs in the in the uh, her breasts in the um first episode then i'll take it on later um, yeah okay just a one for one uh but but i don't need just, just, just I don't dom. want any more. I, no, I do not need excessive, and I do not need excessive female genitalia either. I just want to see equal opportunity. Great, and that has been the dong corner. The dong corner. God, oh, my parents aren't listening to this. Um, I also really had to stop myself when the first butterfly, um, you know, that the '80s hairband girl was. Yeah like totally a mutant i just was like this isn't the mcu this isn't the mcu sure, don't sure. freak out you're not introducing mutants to the mcu <laughs> yeah 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 sure 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 um <laughs> and then uh every episode of this has a um uh an after credit sequence and this one was the scabies helmet oh my god i missed the after credit sequence in all three of these there's a, i kept i kept Wait, skipping really? Yeah, yes. every single one has like 
basically oh, has God. like an extended version of a scene with more jokes, essentially. Oh God, that's why they don't prompt the next one, and I had to keep going yes, back. Yes, that's why oh, because gosh, because it, it plays until the new uh, the after. You know, I usually sequence. skim my finger. I have an Apple TV, and I usually skim my finger to see if I can see any footage that yeah, pops yeah, up yeah, after yeah. credits. But I didn't see it. Oh my God! So okay, you'll have to tell me what happened. Um, no, you go back and watch it. It's right, worth fine. it. Yeah. Um, cool. So we also learned that his dad is like making his helmets. What yeah. what do we think well, about that? They allude to the fact that his dad his dad's making his costumes, um, but they also allude to the fact that his dad is somebody. Um yeah. and we don't know that. We find out in episode two. Ew. What an excellent segue, Joanna. Oh, you mean to <laughs> never friends, never whatever. Oh, wait, but first, before we move on, yeah, yeah, sure. As, as the resident Harry Potter fan here, I have, have, have to acknowledge the vigilante slash Adrian Chase, played by Freddie Stroma from Harry Potter, who plays Cormac McLoggin, who is so funny in the sixth movie of Harry Potter and is so funny in this. Wait, I don't know who that is. Okay, the sixth movie, Harry Potter, Cormac McLaggen. He's like the kind of lughead who's like obsessed with Hermione for, and and she has to like keep dodging him. And he and um, uh, Harry make sure that he gets hit with the bludger. Oh no, Hermione makes sure that he gets hit with a bludger during Quidditch tryout so that Ron gets to be keeper or so that Ron looks really good on on the field. And he, but he's like a jock and like he's should be a lot better. But um, Ron beats him for the the keeper position. But so you don't remember Cormac McLaggen? No, and even you oh explaining my. it, I don't remember it. Oh well, that's because the sixth movie is actually makes no sense at all. But oh my god, he's so funny. He's he's not a very small role. He doesn't have a ton of screen time. Probably fifteen minutes screen time total. But he's in a lot of the movie. It's so funny. He's British, and um, the fact that he was in this, and oh my god, he's hysterical. Okay, I love I will, this character. I will. Uh... I mean, we're going to rewatch the Harry Potter movies at some point. So, oh sure, I don't know. I, I I mean, in this though, he is yeah. oh more and oh, hilarious. Yeah. I love this character because in episode one, the all we get of him is one, um, him as the you know working at the restaurant or wherever yes. he is, and like <laughs> with that awkward like girlfriend uh, abortion conversation <laughs> with the oh other my guy. This, and then we also hear vigilante. Um, voicemails Pete, on his phone. Me. Uh, and uh, and I think we don't know really until the third one that they're the same person. But like, yeah. I think we put it together that like this vigilante is. This, why else would they be showing this person? Right, yeah. and they, yeah. their voices are the same. They yeah. don't have a voice changer. Right. Also that. Yeah, and this character anyway. Throughout the whole thing, I'm loving. I'm loving vigilante. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so episode two or chapter two, best friends, uh, for never. Um, so basically peacemaker calls Hardcourt about his situation, which is the one that he is in and the apartment building. So the first half of this episode is him trying to escape the, uh, apartment, uh, complex. Um, and he takes two innocent people hostage and they really get into it. And it was really funny, um, as a couple. Oh my um, god! And dumb shit. Sorry, I I will never interrupt you again. The, this the dumb. No, shit you can. This is great. When he calls, when he calls in, when he calls in, she's in his phone. It's dumb shit. It's so oh terrible. oh yes yes yes. Um, um, and then his uh, father is blamed for all of this because they changed the registration of his car in the parking lot to his father's name, and then they bribe that couple, um, and then they point out the fact that it was his father. Um, so his father is thrown in prison, um, and we find out that he is known as the white dragon um the white dragon is a name for multiple characters it's like a passed on symbol in the dceu Um, and it usually i mean it's all white supremacy it's it's usually someone who is a member of the kkk leaves the kkk um and uh and that is um what we're seeing there um in the prison they also make reference to um arkham asylum and bell reeve which I always mm-hmm. appreciate, um, and then and then uh, Peacemaker keeps asking more and more about uh, 
what are the butterflies, the special projects he put on. They they ignore him yeah. completely. And um, we he's our avatar. We don't know either. We're like, yes. what is, why do they keep doing this? Why why would I use that lovely term butterfly? Although I did catch that there's a caterpillar outside um when he's uh you know, when he's screwing the girl. There's a caterpillar outside crawling, which is Oh funny really? Yeah. Oh, I missed that completely. Before it turns into a butterfly. Um <laughs> so um He's crying uh, over his life and 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 Rick Flag and all of that, and then Vigilante shows up and uh, he tries to cheer him up by going on a shooting spree uh, for like <laughs> with electronics and and stuff in the forest. Um, and then we find out that they've just had a threesome with the uh, the woman from earlier in the episode, the the wife who they kidnapped. Um, and then the th- one of the things that he stole from the butterfly woman's apartment um, turns into like a little spaceship or something. Yeah, it's like an idol or something. Yeah. Um, and then that's where that episode ends. Um, what did you think about episode two? Oh, I loved it. Um, I mean, I loved it all. So it's hard for to for to piece out which, but I loved the I love when they become like bros or and where they're broing out and in, in the forest. Um, I love the God damn it, Dad! When he shrink his because he shrunk his costume. His his dad is you know made him a new costume, but he wants to stretch it out. Hence my opener. Um, so he's saying God damn it, Dad. That's really funny. Um, I. I liked seeing now that the stakes are really high uh, when Harcourt finds out that he was with a butterfly, like she jumps into action. And so when, and of course, knowing how serious she is, if she gets freaked out about something, then I'm immediately like, oh my God, like what's going to happen? Yeah, totally. So that, that helps. Um, Oh, let's actually go back to episode one for just a moment. To do the Yoda stuff. uh, Yeah. Well, the Leota stuff and the Harcourt stuff, um, Oh, at the bar. At the bar. I thought that scene, what did you think of that scene? Um, in terms I of like. I loved it. Mm-hmm. When they, when they, when he turned around to go to the bar, I said, okay, this is what's going to happen. She's going to be all hard, hard ass. He's going to be like soft. He, the guys are going to give her a hard time. And then he's going to like, you know, help her and, and like, then they'll be friends. And I'm so glad. I mean, that was just my, like all my life, how these stories go talking but i was so glad that that's not mm-hmm. at all what happened that she was just like hang on a second and she totally waxes this guy and that's awesome i just like that the roles are flipped it's not some hot guy walking with you know the music playing behind her in a montage or a girl with like a see-through t-shirt walking backward to um a, the soundtrack you know as he's sure. like oh my god she's so beautiful um i am also glad that it wasn't right away just like I like you. It doesn't always have to be that story. He yeah. was like, I need to have sex with someone because I've been in prison for so long. So it was the, it was like the disgusting, like mm-hmm. gross guy stuff that you, that, you know, you'd expect. So I was kind of the way that they turned that scene, I thought worked really well actually, but you know, will I mean, you maybe be, I'm, will you be disappointed on. if they kind of get together or end up together? Yeah. I was thinking about that. Um, I don't I don't think so at the very end because I do care for Peacemaker and I care for her too. So whatever makes them happy, I guess, but it doesn't it, it'll have to, it will depend on the way in which it happens. How much they get through together, um if it seems warranted, if she really wants it. Um I think that I don't want it to just be the story from his side in that sort mm-hmm. of way. So I'd have to get sold on it. I my gut sure. says my at this point I say please don't just like let it be just platonic mutual respect friends. But you know if that's something that the characters clearly want, uh, especially her, then I can I can get behind it if that's where it goes. I'm so, I mean you know I'm such I'm so corny. It will <laughs> surprise no one to know that I love a romantic story. So here's anybody, the question: really. You said yeah. you like Peacemaker. Um, I is it. Do you think that if it was played by anyone, do you think that like the empathetic story that they're telling is doing it for you? Or is it just because John John Senna is just so damn charming? Because he says um, terrible things and he yeah. has done terrible things. Um, like what's your thoughts of him right now in these first three episodes, let's say? Well, you see how um, conflicted he is, though, 
especially with like, you know, which we get into for the third episode, you know, you see how conflicted he is. You see that he, the scene with his dad is really sad. Um, and the state of his like, so sad RV. Like I thought of the boys like a lot for some reason. I thought of, um, what the heck is Homelander uh, Homelander, who is an actual monster. Um, comparatively, maybe because I saw, I've watched the boys like this. He does. I see how conflicted, John Senna is, and I see John Senna. Um, I think he's doing a great job. So I, I, I can't discern if it's him or the writing, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's something lovable there. As long as there's a balance, and as long as people are calling him out, I think there's. I, I'm okay with it. Um, but I can't decide. Do you? Do you have thoughts on this? Uh, yeah. Um, so let me. You know what I want to do? Let me go through the plot of episode three, and then we can okay. kind of talk yeah, about it, it more as a whole. Yeah, because it kind of plays into that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I would say episode two of these three episodes. Episode two. I, episode two. The opening sequence with him escaping is awesome, and and then we get the new vigilante character, which is cool. Um, but I liked one and three better than two. Yeah, um, two is like a means by which to get to three. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so in three, Better Goff Dead, um, we find out that his actual mission is to kill Senator Goff, who is a suspected butterfly. Once again, they do not tell him uh, what a butterfly is, but he has to kill his whole family if they're butterflies, including mm-hmm. his two children. Um, yeah, the bit about the bit about climate control is very funny. Or climate yes. control. Uh, <laughs> Global warming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Climate change. <laughs> um <laughs> Climate control is like a James Bond villain's, uh, <laughs> or just like your AC. I don't know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, uh, so they go to the um, home of the senator to assassinate him. They're staking out the area. Um, Smith and um, Smith again, peacemaker Smith and um, Harcourt. Um, you know, get to know each other a little bit better, which is why I asked that question to you. If what, how would you feel if they got together? Um, and then, too soon. yeah, it's too soon. Yeah, right yeah, now. agreed. Sorry, yeah. So then, vigilante follows them there. Um, <laughs> Don't forget, judo master. Judo master is also there. Characters I've never heard of before, but I really enjoy. Right. Um, and then, uh, basically, they order. They find out that they are all butterflies based on how they're acting in the house. Mern tells peacemaker to kill them all um and he just can't do it he freezes so vigilante ends up doing it um he kills the mother and the two kids but he does not kill um the senator um uh judo master beats them all up in the woods and then captures vigilante and peacemaker he's torturing vigilante to get peacemaker to talk he starts to cut off his pinky toe um and then the three of them um, actually Leota, Hardcourt and Mern break in. Um, and then they try to open the basement door. Um, and then they finally get in. Um, and then they kill, uh, or Peacemaker kills Goff and then a butterfly comes out of his head. And, <laughs> um, on the flip side of that, uh, Steve G, um, uh, gets to, uh, kick the crap out of judo master. And then, um, we have uh, – and then something that we didn't really talk about yet is Leota and her wife. Um, their kind of struggles um, uh, in terms of like them having to have moved here um, mm-hmm. for this. And obviously like she needs help from her mom, Amanda Waller. We still don't know exactly what her mission is. Um, and then uh, and then they uh, – and then it ends with them detecting like hundreds so of thousands many. of butterflies. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really liked this episode a lot. It uh, it had a lot more suspense, of course, than either of the other two. Um, the uh, we get that we get the the great sequence about the drawing of the goats, which as someone who draws and or you know I don't know that was just so funny. Who someone who can't draw, but like I'm asked to a lot. Um, uh, I loved that. I I did get the sense that they were trying to plant seeds for their romance um i'm gonna call him probably chris just because when we talk about peacemaker i don't always know if we're talking about the show or we're talking about the guy so sure I'll just say yeah, chris. yeah um chris and harcourt you know they he put like all these fireflies in the air like it, they're trying to make it a very romantic uh scene um i was just dis- uh distressed you know this whole we have this whole um 
sort of uh, suspect thought that Mjern has this, or Mern has this like dark backstory, which we get like a little bit of in this episode, like that he's just done bad things and he's trying to make up for it. So when he, at the end, when he's, uh, he, he's got red in his ledger. Yeah. He's got red in his ledger. Exactly. Um, uh, when the door blows up and he gets really, uh, hit by that, I was like, are we really like never, but then of course he's fine. Um, anyway, I'm curious what that all is about. Um, the Berenstain bears, Berenstain bears chat was hilarious to me as an avid Berenstain bears <laughs> reader growing up. Um, still, that was very funny. Still, 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 still. Ca- casual Friday casual morning read. Casual bookshelf. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Get my coffee and read Berenstain bears book. Um, uh, yeah. The bonding scene between the two of them was, was nice. The Sebring though was so funny, especially as an office fan with Michael yes. Scott. Was <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, I liked, you know, you know, Leota, we know that she's sort of a fish out of water in this. And we're not quite sure what Waller wants her to do, what the overall goal is. Cause again, she's like, should we let people know? Should we let Harcourt know the full thing? And you know, Leo, uh, Waller's like, no, mm-hmm. um, she's never killed anyone before. And so that, you know, that's a kind of a sweet moment for this episode. Yeah. We're just getting to care for these characters. I think a little bit more, it makes yeah. them more sympathetic. Um, I'm curious about these tunnels that judo master goes through, uh, these underground, like it's very, it reminds me of like, um, I don't know, stranger things. I don't know. I'm not thinking of a good tunnel reference right now, but there's something, it's all connected or maybe even Shang-Chi, like the, you know, underground, sure, sure. under the manor there. So that's interesting. Uh, why don't you maintain your torture shit? It was so funny <laughs> to me. Um, and yeah, that I, I really, I really thought there were a lot of nuggets in this episode that were really great. And I am really starting to care for Chris. Um, even though he is also part just awful now like you know but you see his dad and his dad's horrible horrible mm-hmm. horrible so you know why but the whole the, the fact that he could not pull the trigger on those kids um and you saw his sort of internal struggle there i thought that yeah. was smart um i like that vigilante killed them because it it yes it oh, allows yeah, for yeah, him yeah. i was to- so relieved it, well, it also story-wise, it allows for Vigilante – give Vigilante a reason to hang around with all the rest of them. Yeah, they're tied into it now. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I, I like that. Um, my biggest laugh in this episode was um, the Wookiee buttholes. And he was like, it's canon. Look so it up. Funny. So what did I do? So I looked funny. it up. You did? Yeah, I, I didn't find anything about it. <laughs> Thank um, God. But I really enjoyed it. I will say – as each one of these episodes progressed, the intro got funnier, the opening credit sequence. Oh, yeah. The first time, it just takes you by surprise. The second time, you know more of the characters now after the first episode. So, like, their deadpan faces doing the dance was awesome. And then the third one, like, um, just, like, it, it's, like, it's on a bell curve. I wonder if it'll go down after a while and up. I will say, I really like binging these three episodes together. Um, yeah, I, I think wonder- that was- smart of them yeah i'm wondering how these three episodes i'm excuse me i'm wondering how this season will play out week by week if i enjoyed as much as i did the three um but i have a very important question for you um we saw the butterfly fly like or that thing whatever it is fly out of his face but when we saw his like snout come out of the face to drink the like goo it was huge Do you think that the butterfly thing, like, can expand its nose? Do you think it's taking over their tongue and turning into something else? What are your thoughts on that? I don't know if I can think about that. That is disgusting. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I really, I I actually, when the butterfly first came out, I, of the face, I thought he, like, took, like, a chip or, like, the piece that it needed to sort of infect the host. Uh, but I could be totally wrong. I didn't actually see, does it expand? I mean, I, I saw the tongues of the, you know, of the family as they were eating, but wait, there's something about, you think there's something that expanded on the butterfly itself? I don't know. Maybe the nose of the butterfly, like just got bigger so it can drink out of the mouth. I don't know. I'm just, God, disgusting. (laughs) Um, well, I have a question for you. Do you think that it's really, 
um, that it's really Freddy Stroma in the in the vigilante suit in the opening dance sequence? Or do you think he was like, I don't need to do that. Just use my stunt double. My guess is that it's actually him. I, I think I would like to think so, too. Like team building. He's like, I'm going to do this, too. It, you know, you want to see. I love seeing everyone's dance abilities. My third time through, that was what I was picking up on. First time, you don't expect it. Second time, you think it's funny. Third time, I was like watching everyone and seeing who's probably had training. Yes. You know, that was 100%. I was absolutely yeah. thinking that, too. Um, um, I think Jennifer Holland is a really good straight man for for the show. Like, yeah, sure. Her deadpan stuff is really funny. Um, the music is good. Um, I am intrigued by the story and where it's going, which yeah, me too. Is, that's what you want. And honestly, this feels like a threat that Peacemaker and Argus and whatnot would be like taking care of. Um, at least as far yeah. as we could get right now. Um, I'm having a good time watching this. Um, I will say, and and we would kind of be remiss to not talk about this. Um, there's a lot of derogatory things said in this episode uh, in these episodes in this series um a lot of it has been focused towards the asian characters um there's been derogatory things uh against um gay people uh even though there is a gay couple kind of in the forefront mm-hmm. of this there's a lot of stuff that has is being you know obviously all of the white dragon stuff um, and all the stuff that his father says about Jews, about black people, about gay people. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of derogatory stuff. And some of the derogatory stuff is said, um, <clears throat> you know, within the context of the character. That's how we get to know them because they word, they use words like the K word and they use some other pretty yeah. um, terrible um, things. They do the Heil Hitler. Um, uh, uh, and so um, there's there's one side of it where I'm like, they are setting up this character in this awful, awful world. This is a terrible person. We know that they're a terrible person because it's, they're showing us these things. Yeah. On the flip side of that, there's a lot of jokes based on stereotypes, um, based on things that are made meant to make us laugh. Um, mm-hmm. But they don't necessarily have to be those those jokes. Um, they could be other jokes that and and and. And maybe it's because John Senna, John Senna is so charming that like I want to laugh at those jokes, but I'm also conflicted because I know like they could have easily taken these jokes out, replace it with something that isn't about a stereotype, an Asian stereotype or like a short Asian person um, or, you know, something to that extent. So I get very uncomfortable in those moments because I don't think it's funny because it's not necessarily relating back to the character. It's really there to make us laugh. It seems gratuitous at times. I couldn't think of the word. Oh, my God. I was, like, talking oh, around the word. It's 8 a.m., guys. Yeah. Gratuitous <laughs> is the word I was using. I wanted to use for genitalia as well, and I couldn't think of it. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Um, it does. And and obviously, it's 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 hard to reconcile those things. I, I know we're allowed to have complicated feelings where we can enjoy all of the James Gunn needle drops and his you know selection of music, the the empathy he infuses into these characters, the wildness of certain plot points, the funny conversations they have where he's like talking about having sex with her um hardcore he's like you know no emotional stuff like we can only waist down well no right like like you know uh chest down because like i want to touch your boobs like like that kind of stuff is funny it's stupid um you know uh but you get the other stuff that's just like like do we need to be putting this kind of stuff out there you could have made a million jokes about like his dumb green outfit you know what i mean but all of a sudden we get jokes or you can give it to I, I guess you could give it if you're going to give it to someone, you give it to the dad because he's awful. But yeah. I, again, it, if it's too much, then it's like who's writing this episode and why do they want these jokes in here? Yeah, so, some of it feels lazy too, and la- the, the lazy in the sense of like I feel like there's a lot of times when people make jokes about being woke, um, but they make yeah. the joke that they don't want to make, meaning that they're making the woke joke to comment on the woke joke, but like really they're just making the, the they want to comment on the woke joke because they want to make that dumb joke. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. So I know it's, it's like, they think it's okay if like someone's face gets punched right after they do it or something. Yeah. Um, so 
we'll yeah. keep an eye on that stuff because um, I think that's I important to talk about too. There was yeah. a song. There was also a song I didn't love um, that was used. Uh, for the most part, James Gunn's soundtracks are, or his needle drops are incredible. But there was one song, and I'm forgetting it now. That, uh, or maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm I'm not in on the joke. Um, but there was a song that you know said the like some b word. It was I think it was in the third episode. I'll I'll do some research. But there was one song that I was kind of like, why why are we using this song? Sure. Um, and because everyone's watching this show, not everyone's watching it. Um, you know, at, in, in a particular with particular glasses on, and sure. Um, I just wanted to to not totally undo. You know, just because it's in a comedy, it's it's okay to do it. Um, right. I worry about that. So yeah, I think in general, it's a little gratuitous with that stuff. With the genitalia, you know where I stand. It is a one for one ratio, equal opportunity. Sure, sure. If you're gonna do it at mm-hmm. all, let's just see one of each, and that can be it. We do not need to see a lot of it. Um, it's quite funny without it. It's not physical humor. Um, but you know, maybe it'll lessen as this as similarly to game of Thrones where like, they're just shoving it in the first couple episodes and then they'll just, yeah, they're just shoving in that genitalia. They're just shoving in the genitalia. Um, I do think it was smart on the three to the talk, talk about the three episodes at once. As you said, the second episode sort of is a means by which to get to the third. So while I think that usually these shows do two, um, or what I've seen mostly lately is the first two drop. If there's not just going to be one every week, um, I can see why they added the third because mm-hmm. it now definitely, you know, you can't, you don't want to end on the second one because then it looks like it's slowed. Yeah, I think so that's So I'm fair. glad they did all three, uh, though yes. it was, a, it was a lot of television to watch at once. Yeah. Um, that being said, we have, like you said, we have three episodes now to work from. Mm-hmm. What do you, and I think there's a total of eight. And and what do you, what is this tr- show trying to say? Like, like overall, because we get that opening sequence where they're calling him out. Is this about Peacemaker like becoming more like fair, woke, a better person to actually help? And get peace a different way? Like, is it saying something about gender and masculinity through topical, um, you know, references? Um, Because, like, there are a lot of these derogatory jokes and, like, how does, how does, like, like, what what is this show just trying to say overall? I'm not 100% sure yet, aside from the arc of the character. Um, You know what I mean? Do you have any thoughts on that? I don't yet. I mean, it it doesn't read to me as like a rehab of his character because it was announced so soon after Suicide Squad that they were going to do this and they clearly already started. So it doesn't seem like he needed his character needed rehab. So we're going to give him this long show to make you like him again. Um, I don't think it was that sort of situation. I think that. I, I like the idea of like what Pete, you know, what piece could end up meaning to him and how you achieve it can change. Um, but there's so much mystery tied up in the eliminating this butter, the butterfly project that, um, that is what I think I'm, I was mostly focused on just as a storytelling device at this point. So I'll be curious to see why we need the show and what it is other than just like a fun adventure, um, or like, you know, uh, espionage, not really, but superhero story. Um, I'll be curious as to sort of the why. But I, I, my ears are uh, have perked up, you know, with the Waller discussion of there is some greater thing going on here. I wonder if it's just to eliminate Peacemaker, like if this is all, you know, they have the Forge diary thing. Um, I forgot about the diary, and yeah. it has the um, Wayne Industries sticker on it, like in its collage of stickers. <laughs> I didn't see that? Yeah. Oh man, that's so funny. Oh God, what is this goofy shit? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Yeah, me too. That Waller stuff is interesting. Um, I, I appreciated the cameo in the first episode, and um, I'm very interested in how Leota fits into this because she's very much a side character right now that they're trying to make a little bit more like to the front. I'm hoping that she becomes more to the forefront because I really enjoy their chemistry and their conversations a lot. Um, yeah. like e- with Eagly in the car and that whole conversation about um. You know, like the inappropriate things that you would say to people, like like I, I um, like sweet cheeks and stuff oh, like yeah. that. So that that when that happens, when it's an educational moment, I like that. 
you know, when they're like, you know, that that's about a butt. And he's like, oh, like, you don't, th- I don't think he's going to use that again now. Because yeah, that's he knows. fair. But like those kind of things. But, um, and just to have the entire like team be like, that's not funny. Like, why would you do that? You know, that's better than not. But, um, yeah, I'll be interested. I, I it's sort of too soon to see, but I, I hope, I do hope that it has a, a heart, the show, which I think it will. I hope it has a purpose and I hope that it's good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, some things that I did pick up on, they mentioned Batmite. Uh, they mention uh, like What's in terms Batmite? of, that might's just a, a weird little character in the um in DC. Um Aww. there's they mentioned Dollman and how his little fingers freak him out. Uh uh so those were two that I picked up on and then uh I read uh, uh um <coughs> excuse me. Uh John the Steve G character um references um Harley Quinn and Weasel. Yes, oh I remember that. Uh, and uh and then the other one that I really liked uh that I looked up um, apparently peacemaker um, has a uh, jet pack in the comics and he makes a joke about having a jet pack in this. Yeah. And the other one, the other one I looked up is apparently there's a DC supervillain named Eclipso um, and Eclipso is on um, peacemakers dartboard in his um, trailer. Again, I only have a six Batarang passport, so I looked some of these up for sure. Oh, but you're earning your score, Brian. That's very you, – you've already given me a lot of – you've taught me a bunch, and there's some nuggets that I, of course, would <laughs> never catch. So you've earned that passport. Thank you. Score. Thank you. Um, yes, you're welcome. So what would you rank this? How many uh, How many butterflies would you give this? Or eaglies? How many eaglies would you give this? Eaglies. I think this is like an eight. I mean, you know, aside from what I hope is not a gratuitous, you know, like mm-hmm. display of James of weird, you know, racist jokes and whatnot. Um, when I take that away, I, I, in terms of enjoyment level, like total, like I, I really like an eight, and I eight or nine. I mean, as a show, this is like this is freaking great. I love it. Yeah, I would probably give this eight eaglies um, for these first three episodes. I think that how they go through this and how they handle things going forward will absolutely lower or raise my score. Um, but I have to say, as I mentioned at the very beginning of this, um, this episode, I got to watch it free of the the strings that like the MCU yes. and Star Wars brings. So like. I wasn't if I caught a reference, awesome. But I wasn't like looking around the screen for other references. I just was having a great time and enjoying it. So you're so right. It can be exhausting to watch sometimes. As much as I love them, Star Wars and MCU and Harry Potter, yeah, it's tiring. Yeah, because you're just trying to figure out how it all connects and to just walk into something. It's kind of nice that this is the the DC. EU is more relaxing to me, I guess with the aside of Batman, maybe it's so much more relaxing because it's been taken in by so many different creators and it's not a through line. Mm -hmm. So you just can watch each piece for what it is. Um, So it is that that is something I do enjoy about sort of going under under the cover for the DCEU because it's just it is more of a just I can just sit back and watch. Yeah. I and 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 like I said I'm excited to see these on one-off episodes cuz maybe the joke patterns and the types of joke won't get as tiring yeah. um watching totally. three in a row versus one um uh, so but but I will say that my favorite the the good jokes for me stand out more when you binge them because I find myself laughing at things um like that I'm really that really get me as opposed to like I might laugh more in a one-off episode because like yeah. I'm ready to laugh so I don't know if that made sense did that make sense yeah well you mean like it comes in threes and you see the actual three play out so you're no, laughing more I'm actually talking about the fact that like a lot of these jokes are very similar they're non sequiturs they're tangent type of like joke conversations which if you watch three episodes worth of it can kind of get old because it's the same type of joke over and over and over again for like oh, yes. three hours. Yes. Um, whereas, and so like in the third episode, I probably laughed the least during the third episode because like I, I just got used to like all of the, the tone, the tone and, and all yeah. the stuff, but the ones I laughed at in the third episode, like the um, Wookiee buttholes. And is that Canon? Like yeah. really the got me. For me. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the Sebring stuff was really funny. So, so funny. Um. Yeah, and just the way they banter. One hundred percent. Oh, sweet! We have a piano. That'll be useful for Black Ops. But 
We thank you so much for stopping by, and we hope that you had just as much fun as we did. And join us next time as we break down the next episode of The Book of Boba Fett. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at The Nerdverse. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to The Nerdverse on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, please rate and review us there. As a new podcast in a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the reviews and ratings are so very important for us to grow. And we can't wait to hear from you. And just ask yourself. Do you pet the dog when he looks cute in these clothes? Because he doesn't want to wear the clothes. He's just willing to humiliate himself for your love. (laughs) Man, all those little conversations just are really funny. So funny. And one thing that I will say is a lot of those tangents and those non sequiturs, they they weirdly match up. I feel like in a lot of these movies when you're writing those types of jokes, it's just from the perspective and the point of view of the writer or the director. I feel like the tangents that all these characters go on are very much... Um, character driven as well. Yeah. If that makes totally. sense. Totally. Totally. And the dog thing is a great representation of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, now you have to watch all the after credit sequences for the three of these. I know. I have a whole a whole new roster of things to watch. Yeah, do they totally. have to do with the plot or are they just no, like... No, they're just scenes? like extended okay. versions of other scenes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is this the first time the DCEU is doing stingers? No. Or I guess they're not stingers if they don't sting into something else. Is that why yeah. they call them stingers? Because uh, they're, at the, it like, they're at the end like, and they get you. Yeah, well, they get you for what's to come. Yeah, but if they're yeah. just after credit scenes, then it's just like well, the Suicide Squad we had one where like Weasel escaped. Oh, true. And isn't yeah. that when we see Peacemaker in the hospital that he lived? Yeah, was uh-huh. that a stinger? Okay, I think so. I think so. All right, so there's some, some stinging, some yeah. stinging going on.